You are listening to Exquisite Conversations, hosted by Kim. Dan, Daniel, which one do you prefer? Uh, either, actually. I, I'm really one of those people that, that I have no preference. So it's really whatever setting you met me in, that's what I go with. Like if it's Junior, if it's Sam, Samuel, you know, Mr. Bellamy, you know, tall black guy, you know, it's... It really doesn't matter, but yeah, Sam or Samuel is fine, either or. Okay, perfect. Cause I'm I'm like TV with Kimberly. I like Kim. Sometimes I like Kim. Sometimes I like Kimberly. It really just kind of depends. Since yeah. I'm getting older, I've been liking Kim more. So I always like to ask people, like, which one do you prefer? So. Yeah. Now it, it it truly is one of those things where it's like, you know what? I'm just happy you're calling me. <laughs> Well, I am so glad that you are here with us for this new episode of Explicit Conversations. Um, I definitely appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, I'm always honored whenever I get to sit down with a male leader in the community because to me, you know, especially in Charleston, like male leadership isn't always something that you see very often. Or when you see it, it's usually from like the same people over and over. Not that it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just refreshing to see, like, because, you know, women, we out here dominating things. Y'all out here. Taking over. Yeah, y'all out here. Okay. I love so, it. Sometimes we don't leave room for y'all. <laughs> it's all good. It's but all good. We, we'll get in where we fit in. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely appreciate, you know, male leaders whenever I see them. So uh, for people who are listening who might not be familiar with who you are and what you do, go ahead and give us a quick introduction of Mr. Bellamy and yeah. all the wonderful yeah. things you're involved in. So Samuel Bellamy, uh, you know, father, husband, brother, dad, author, uh, you know, community I like to say community leader, but you know nowadays it's, that's that's interesting because everybody's a leader. Like it's it's, it's weird. So I, you know other people consider me a community leader. I'll take that. Um, uh, mentor, advocate. You know those those are those are some good good adjectives for me that I that I go by. So um, I'm just a just a guy trying to change the world, right? <laughs> Aren't we all in our own way? <laughs> Our own way. That's it. Yep. We're all just trying to change the world through our individual passions and dreams and things like that. So, um, you know, you mentioned mentorship and that you're you're a mentor advocate. So, what is a mentor advocate? What do you what do you what do you feel like you bring to the table different from just being just a regular old average mentor? Yeah, absolutely. So, a, a mentor advocate is just somebody who who knows and appreciates the benefits of mentoring. Um, So I I would say first and foremost, that's what a mentor advocate is. Um, My role specifically in the mentoring community is I am a consultant and technical assistance provider um, uh, to many organizations in South Carolina. Um, I I work for um, an organization called SE Mentors. Um, we are a mentor consultancy that uh, operates in the low country here in Charleston. Um, but our, our whole goal is trying to build this statewide mentoring coalition um, to improve the quality standards of mentoring, um, to ensure that every young person 
um, who desires a mentor has a, a, a place to, to call home, if you will, um, as well as expanding the type of mentoring organizations that exist, um, leveraging, you know, national resources and local communities, you know, advocating in uh, legislation, policy, uh, funding, you know, there, there are a lot of different pieces to it, but, um, you know, SC Mentors has its hand in uh, a, lot of, a lot of mentoring initiatives in the, in the state, and, and that's kind of our goal. So when I say that I'm an advocate, I mean, you know, I'm advocating for, you know, high-quality impact um, with mentoring programs, you know, just making sure that every youth has a, has a voice and, and people that will, will fight for them. Okay, awesome. And you know, I think I think that every anybody that's involved in the mentorship realm has their story of a mentor in their life that had an impact on them. Because I know I have I have yeah. mentors from when I was younger that I remember, and I'm just like, oh, if I didn't meet this person, I would not be here. Where what I'm doing, doing what I'm doing right now. So, Absolutely. what's your mentorship story? How did mentorship impact and affect your life in some way? Absolutely. So I'll be the first to say that I can't pinpoint one mentor exactly. Um, you know, as I've as I've grown in this space, um, you know, August August 10th will make 11 years. Um, but as I as I grow in this space, I realize that um, I've always had mentors. I I just never called them mentors. Like there was always somebody looking out for Sam. Like there was always somebody imparting wisdom, whether it was you know older cousins, uncles, my father, you know sister. Like there was always somebody looking out for me. And now that I'm ensuring that other adults are trained uh, and able to. Uh, you know, take care of, you know, young people now, I realized, like, shoot, man, I, I had a bunch of mentors. Like, <laughs> it, it was so many. I don't, I don't even understand how I made it this far without, you know, just adults taking the time out, just seeing something in me. Um, and I, I think it started just because, you know, my, my father was in the military, so I grew up in the military, uh, military family, and we, we moved pretty much every two years. So every two years, I'm moving to a, a new space. I have to get acclimated to a new cli uh, climate, have to learn, you know, the culture of, of where I'm at, learning new friends, navigating new environments. Like, there was always something to learn. Um, and I realized that, you know, in, in all those situations, I always, like, found the right people. Like, I always linked up with the right people. I don't know how I did it. You know, maybe I'm just a magnet for, for, for that, you know. But... <laughs> Uh, I always found the right people who were willing to take the time to teach me the things that I didn't know, uh, to answer questions, people who, I, who, was, who was there to, to guide me through, you know, those uncertain, you know, choppy waters of, of you know, teen, that, you know, that teen life and, you know, even adulthood. Like, it's, it's a, it's a never-ending cycle of, of relationship building. Um, so I am, I'm fortunate enough to say that I'm a person that, that's always had. Um, I don't think there was ever a time in my life where I didn't have somebody that I could at least call. Um, they may not have had the right answer all the time, but they were willing to pick up the phone and tell me something. And, uh, you know, when you don't have any answers, man, that's, that's still the world. <laughs> awesome. I did, and that's very true. Sometimes, you know, your mentors tell you stuff you don't want to hear at that time. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear the truth right now. Like, 
<laughs> I've always been that person, like, calling for advice, like, no, I don't want the truth right now. I need a lie. I need you to tell me something. Yeah. Yeah, you start, you start telling them to quantify the conversations. Be like, listen, I need this person. I don't need mentor person. Just, just <laughs> let me vent for a minute and then tell me you agree with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you are definitely right. Like mentorship, in my opinion, is something that is ongoing. You know, even mm-hmm. from childhood to adulthood, it just looks different. It's, yeah. It looks different. Your needs are different. You know, the relationship and the bond that you have between you and your mentor or mentors, mm-hmm. you know, is different when you become an adult, especially. So one of the things I was going to say, I know you're a part of SD Mentors, so I'm sure you work with and collaborate with a lot of other leaders and individuals and organizations in Charleston. What's that experience been like? I know you said you've been 11 years in this <laughs> So, yeah. you know, what's that experience been like being able to collaborate with other outside organizations on something like mentorship, you know, being able to teach them, educate them, because for some people that might not have had that experience, like, you know, learning about, you know, mentorship and how to mentor, it mm-hmm. can be different. It's like a learning experience, like, oh, like, this is what you have to go through. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So when I first started uh, this journey, you know, of course, I was working with kids. Um, and, you know, eventually it got to the point where it was like, okay, I'm, I'm working with specific organizations that may have been struggling in different areas. Um, so I desired to help them grow um, in the areas where they were, they were, they were weaker in. Um, so as I developed myself, I, I then became like the mentor to the mentors, if you will. Um, so I no longer necessarily work with with younger kids, I'm now working with like college students who are running programs on college campuses. I'm working with executive directors and program directors who run programs. I'm working with school administrators, um, and it's just different. You know, it's just different. I think um, I think people think that mentorship is just with young people, and you know, like I said, depending on how you view it. Um, it may be that, but uh, how I view it is, uh, you know, it's literally just, I, I'll put it like this. So my definition of mentoring, because I know that that helps, that normally helps clear everything up. So my definition of mentoring is literally the um, exchange of relational experiences that influence uh, the way a person navigates the environment in which they work, learn, and play, right? So that doesn't mean a young person is struggling with something and then, you know, they get a mentor because sometimes people think mentorship is just, oh, well, you're struggling in school, let's get you a mentor. Or behavior-wise, you're struggling, let's get you a mentor. Um, you know, my, my version in, in, in my mind, the way that I have defined it for myself, um, any any spectrum of relationship can turn into a mentoring relationship. If you have a desire to know something, um, and I know it, we enter into a relationship where I'm exchanging information that I know, whether I've learned it from school or whether I've learned it through experience. I'm exchanging my time for that information that I'm you know that I'm exchanging for the, for the experience, um, and the experience is. You're allowing me to do that. Like you're inviting me into your world. I'm not. I'm not barging in. I'm not saying, hey, uh, you know, you need me because you don't know this. So let me teach you what I know. It's I can help you if you want me to help you. If you allow me into your space, 
um, I will help you navigate this, uh, this specific, uh, particular space and time for you. Um, that, that ultimately is the beginning of a mentoring relationship. So when I'm working with adults, that's, that, that's what it looks like. It's, hey, Sam, I don't know how to do this. Um, I need you to help me. Great. Let's figure out what it is. Let's, let's create processes behind it. Let's answer questions. Let's do some research. Let's study. Um, and through that, I've been able to meet some amazing professionals um, across the state that are so innovative and so, um, so caring about young people that it's, it's ridiculous. Like if I had, you know, if I hit one of these lottos, one of these big lottos, man, I would blow up so many mentoring programs because there are so many people out across the state that are doing great things. And a lot of times people don't know about them because, you know, that's not the world that they're in. Um, or finances aside, they don't have like those big marketing budgets like, you know, uh, March of Dimes or, you know, Red Cross or any of those places so that they can amplify the work that they're doing. But um, that's probably the most rewarding and the most surprising, actually, that there are so many people out here doing a lot of innovative things. So it's really exciting. Okay, awesome, awesome. And that's always wonderful to hear that, you know, people are, you know, it's, mentorship isn't like a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? It's not like a new trend or a new topic for people. Oh, it's God, something no. that's been around for, you mm -hmm. know, just like with when I think about entrepreneurship, it's one, entrepreneurship is one of the oldest practices in history. <laughs> you know, just the same thing with mentorship. It's literally just building that relationship and it's, having it evolve like over time like I love the definition that you put on it as well um, one of the things I was going to ask you um, so for say I am I own a random nonprofit, random nonprofit called blah blah 501c3 I don't know <laughs> um, if I approached you know SE mentors and said hey I want to start a mentoring program, or um, I am a college student, or I am a community leader, and I want to be a mentor. What's the process like? What's the what is that experience like for them for when from beginning to end of how they can? Am I making sense? I know I'd be right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so the the great part about what we do with um, SE Mentors is that we are connected to a larger body. Um, so Mentor National is a federally funded um, organization that's been around for 25 plus years. Um, just just per being the voice in in um, you know that that expert that goes to person for mentoring across the nation. So. Um, SC Mentors is in uh, the development phase of becoming an affiliate of them. Um, and through that connection, what it allows us to do is offer free technical assistance to all organizations who um, are looking to train mentors, start mentoring programs. Um, if you have an existing program and you, and you need help with, you know, mentor recruitment and all those things. Um, so to, to work with us, it's really, really simple. Um, you just reach out and you say, hey, I have a program. I need some help. Um, we will send you over an application that you fill out. Uh, once you fill out that application, it goes through a couple of different channels. It normally takes about, you know, maybe three or four days to, to do its whole process behind the scenes. Um, and then uh, we do a discovery call. 
you know, it's pretty much like, hey, I got your application. It says on your application that this is what you're trying to do. Um, let's talk about that a little bit more. Um, we'll create an MOU, which is just, you know, memorandum of understanding that says with our time together, when we're finished, this is what I will deliver to you. This is what you will get. This is what you will expect from our time working together. Um, and then we'll create our schedule. We'll, you know, figure out how to, how to get that work done. And when it's all done, you'll be delivered a, a nice package of, of information, of deliverables, if you will. Um, and then, you know, we'll continue to follow up. Um, because it's not, it's not that we just want to give you the information and send you on your way. Uh, we want to make sure that the information worked, um, which is, I, I think, what makes us a little bit different. Like we are, the standards and information that we use is evidence-based um, and research-informed, but most importantly, it's practitioner-approved, which means I'm not giving you anything that either, one, I haven't tried myself, or two, it hasn't been adopted by other people who are in this field doing this work. Um, so I think that's what kind of separates us from maybe other um, organizations that provide consulting and all that. Like I'm not giving you something I downloaded from from Instagram. Like this is this, there's research behind you know what I'm saying, um, and then there's that practical application of of what we're what we're suggesting. So um, it's a really simple process. I would love to work with everybody. I mean, okay. you know, <laughs> capacity willing. You know, we want to work with as many people as possible. Awesome, awesome. Well, it's good to know that, you know, organizations and people looking to be able to expand the mentorship community and network in the low country or in South Carolina as a whole, you know, that we have resources like you <laughs> that we can call upon and say, hey, this is what I want to do. Because I think that's something that can be very discouraging for a lot of people when it comes to wanting to get into mentorship, like, you know, you might not have all the information, all of the answers and things like that. So having someone there to be able to say, okay, this is what you do, and then you do this, and then, boop, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So can you recall the time during your, uh, you know, your tenure as being a part of this organization, being involved with kids, um, that you had that, that one situation that's just like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be working with kids. I'm supposed to be dealing with mentorship in some kind of way. Like, what was that one moment or moment, um, you know, that you can call upon that greatly inspired you and really, like, pushed you in that direction? So it's a it's a long but short story, but I, I'll say that um, you know in my uh, in my time as a um, uh, an associate care coordinator working with uh, you know a Medicaid Medicare HMO uh, health company, um, I was tasked with providing uh, resources for the people that we were serving that were on Medicaid. Uh, to kind of help them overcome, you know, some social determinants of health. Um, social determinants is just any, any barrier that prevents you from focusing on getting healthy. So if you are, you know, if you're a person that's struggling with diabetes and, and finding, you know, healthy food is an is a issue, um, it would be my job to look in the community to see if there are resources that would be able to provide, you know, fresh healthy foods or uh, maybe education on how to cook foods healthier. 
Um, well, one of one of the young people that I was working with, and I'm saying young people just because they were they were younger than me, but uh, we're talking you know early 30s, you know late late 20s or whatnot. She had a child, and she was saying that you know she wasn't able to fully do everything that she was supposed to do between working and and making sure that she's cooking you know healthy food for for her and her family and, and getting her medications and she just had a lot of things um, and she said that she would be able to focus more on those things if she had something to do with her her child somewhere for her child to go so um, I started looking in the community for resources that helped you know young people you know mentoring organizations after-school programs um, you know the whole gamut um, and at that time, I, I just wasn't finding a lot. Like I wasn't finding very many. Um, and then the ones that I I was finding, I just didn't feel comfortable referring because you know either they were short staffed or they were having issues with their programming or they they just I just they just didn't pass the smell test, if you will. Um, so it was at that time I was like, okay, if I'm going to do my job effectively over here, I need to get more entrenched in the community to find out what's actually out here. Um, so when I started doing that, I started volunteering with after-school programs and mentoring programs just so that I can find out, you know, like how the sausage is made, if you will, um, mm -hmm. before I referred them to, you know, the people that I was working with. Um, and once I started doing that and, and just kind of, you know, seeing the struggles and, and the things that they they I'm not going to say weren't doing correctly. I'm just going to say because of lack of funding or lack of training, um, the things weren't getting done. Um, that's when I started focusing more on, okay, it's, it's a training issue or it's a capacity issue. Um, so instead of focusing more on, you know, just working with the kids, I started to look at how do I help the program help the kids in a more efficient way. Um, and once I started doing that, I just started, you know, just realizing that, you know, I really, I really like this. Like, I really enjoy doing this part. I have a, I have a good, a good talent, I guess, for making complicated things very simple. Um, so just, you know, we all do. Don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, so when it came time to, you know, just figuring out what to do, like it was nothing for me to go read a research paper. Like it was nothing for me to do the deep dive. Um, it was nothing for me to call people up and say, hey. I'm a program in South Carolina. We're trying to do something. You have this going on. You know, can we talk? Like, so all of those things led me to the work that I'm in. I'm in now, and um, you know, I just look back at it's, it's small beginnings, and it's just like it was really because I, I wanted to help, you know, a young a young family uh, with their young person, and, and there was nobody that I, I really felt that I could trust. Um, so now my goal is to make sure that there is no shortage of organizations that you can trust in the community so that when you need somebody, it's a phone call away or it's a, it's a, it's a, a Facebook message away. Like, I want to make sure that those resources that you need are at your fingertips. Okay. Awesome. I, that was such a sweet story. <laughs> and I, what I, one thing I've learned definitely from being involved in the community over the years is it's like you never really know like what you really are into <laughs> because it's like you'll start doing something and be like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Like, yeah. I like this. I want to do this forever. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's usually yep. how, like, your passions and, you know, the things you're born to do and meant to do, they come about. It's just 
I don't want to say by accident, but sometimes it is by accident. Yeah, <laughs> well, like, I mean, it truly, it, it comes just from working. Like, mm-hmm. um, I know some people, you know, they're just, they're working a, a job that they may not necessarily have a passion for, but it pays the bills, but they're not actively searching for something. Like, they're just, you know, sitting and in, in waiting for an opportunity to happen, um, and I think, you know, opportunities happen to people who are moving. Um, you know, I always tell the story that, it, you know, I don't know about you, but I've, I've driven some really, really worn down and raggedy cars in my life. Like, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've had some, you know, I've had some situations, right? <laughs> so, uh, but there, there have been many times where I've either run out of, run out of gas because, like, my gas needle didn't work or, like, my car broke down and I needed to, to either push it out to the street or, or walk somewhere to get help or whatnot. Um, so I always tell people that, you know, if your car breaks down and you're sitting in the car, everybody is just going to look at you and pass you and say you're holding up traffic. But if you get out and you start pushing your car, people know that you need help, and then they, they get out and they help you push. Um, and I've had that situation happen many times. I've had plenty of people pick me up on the side of the road and carry me to the gas station because I was walking with a gas can. So they knew what I was doing. They knew what I needed. Um, so I think when it comes to finding your passion, you're not going to find it sitting down. Like you're not going to find it just thinking about what, what it is that you want to do. I didn't discover this training aspect in this, in this part of the work until I started volunteering for a bunch of different programs and filling in the gaps of where those programs needed, and I fell into this. I wouldn't have done that if I wasn't out volunteering with different programs and if I wasn't just in the community searching. Um, so I would have never, I would have never found this passion had I just stayed at my job saying, oh, I'm just going to wait until I think of what I want to do. Um, I encourage everybody, like, it doesn't matter what it is, like, just go do something. Like you may you may stumble across a new passion and you'll you'll be like, Man, I, I didn't even know that I like this and I'm good at it and before you know it you start thinking back on your life and you'd be like, Man, I wasted twenty years, man, just just sitting there thinking about something. And, and that's how it is all the time. It's like that. I mean, life is weird. It is. <laughs> No, everything you're saying I can totally relate to it. I'm hoping any somebody else that's listening can relate to it as well because it's literally like you just have to do something. Like a lot of and it sounds it's so simple, but people make it so hard <laughs> when it yeah. comes to anything. Like it's just just get up and do something because yeah. you know you when you're doing something you can get the ball rolling and it's gonna take you somewhere. But yeah. sitting and being stagnant, it's just. It's not the move. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, and at the very least, you gotta you gotta cross things off your list. Yeah. So try everything and cross out the stuff that you don't like doing, and that'll get you closer. <laughs> like that alone will get you closer to your to what you actually want to do. So, um, yeah, there's so many ways to get it done, but movement. You, you got to be moving. You have to be active doing something. I definitely agree. So how can how can we support your organization? How can people contact you, reach out to you if they are a organization or an individual looking for assistance, wanting to become a mentor, start a mentorship program? How can they uh, reach out to you or just SE Mentors in general? Yeah, absolutely. So our social media handles, SE Mentors, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you know, we do 
you know, I say this, but like, we do have a website. But, you know, all of our work is it's, it's in the community. So we're not, you know, we're not updating websites very often, you know, so on and so forth. But if you need that, for those people who need it, it's www.scmentors.com. Um, but if you're looking for help, if you're looking for resources, um, if you are an organization that's existing and you're looking for help, um, just message us at SE Mentors. Um, if you are an individual um, who is, you know, maybe just in need of, of a boost, you're looking for, maybe you're already in the work, you're a mentor already, and you're just looking for other mentors to connect with, uh, we actually do have a Facebook group. Um, South Carolina Mentors Connects. Um, I welcome every mentor, um, every mentoring organization to link up with us there. We have over 125, 26, 20, about 130 actually, 130 different individuals in there that represent mentoring programs across the state. Um, and in that group, we're just we're just sharing, you know, experiences. We're sharing resources. We're sharing best practices. Um, it's really starting to to create that community um, that links all of us uh, through this work. So there are a couple of different ways. You know, those those are probably the best ways to do it. Um, if you forget all of that, feel free to call or text me um, 843-214-3974. Um, you know, I'm open. I'm accessible. Like, you know, my Facebook pages are open. Like, there are no secrets. Anybody can reach me. So. <laughs> Feel, feel free connect uh, connect with me any way that you can. But um, you know, again, www.scmentors.com, uh, SE Mentors on Facebook, SE Mentors on Instagram, South Carolina Mentors Connect uh, Facebook group, um, and of course, you know, call or text eight four three two one four three nine seven four. Perfect. Well, Sam, Mr. Bellamy, it has been. Whatever your name is. Yeah. <laughs> it has been such a pleasure to be able to talk with you and learn all of this wonderful information because you taught me some things and I love I love your metaphors and whatnot. I'm like, oh, that was a good one. I was like, let me write that down. Yeah, let's <laughs> listen. Bars, man. They're 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 shareable. You take what you need. <laughs> Well, I definitely appreciate it and for you joining me today to talk about this. If you're listening, please definitely go support him, support SE Mentors, um, and just do something. Do something. Movement. <laughs> do some kind of movement after you listen to this. Go out and be active. Do something. Contribute to the world in some positive way. So, Sam, I thank you again. And this has been a fabulous episode of Exquisite Conversations. Thanks for tuning in. Support the show and Exquisite Radio at www.exquisiteinternetradio.com.